0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Vets Beyond the
2: Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our hosts and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us
0: at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today from Vets Beyond the Uniform, I have Paul Cevelani and Dave Beadle. On today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking with Brian Arrington, founder and president of Vets to Industry. Welcome everyone.
2: Well, thank you, Mally.
0: Great to thank be you here you today. So
2: much.
3: Hey
0: and Brian, thank you Dave Beetle here. How how was it to
3: I'm sorry?
0: I said Brian, Dave Beetle here, and how are you doing today?
3: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Sorry, cut off there for a second. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you.
0: No worries. No worries. We all have to deal with the, the fun and vigories of technology, right?
3: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so um, we kind of had a chance to get introduced to you through one of your Vets to Industry events, and we're going to give you a chance to talk about that. But um, why don't you tell us how B2I came about? What What was your reason for starting this organization?
3: Well, uh, it's tied into my transition story. So let me first tell everybody what Vets Industry is, and then I'll, I'll state how it came about. Vets right, to Industry is a nationwide nonprofit providing a single-site repository of free resources and benefits available around the United States for service members, military spouses, veterans, dependent children, Blue and Gold Star family members, and caregivers. Um, Additionally, so we have a volunteer force of about 130 around the U.S. that help guide, mentor, and coach those demographics uh, to opportunities, connections, success, and most importantly, hope. Um, So, V2I came about through my transition journey, uh, where I learned there were over 40,000 veteran service organizations nationwide that provided free resources to the military community. But they were not advertised on a single-site repository. Uh, so what happened was I retired from the Air Force 1 July of 2019. So if anyone out there is doing the math, I've only been out in the military for a year and seven months. So now everyone's wondering, okay, why should we listen to you? Great ask, okay? <laughs> Wonderful ask. <laughs> <you> uh, <laughs> I, I ask that of myself all the time. Uh, and how I became a veteran veteran influencer on LinkedIn. But my transition story actually started a year prior to when I retired. And I did 20 years, one month, and 12 days in the Air Force as a uh, security forces uh, specialist, which is a military police uh, officer, Uh, Mm -hmm. same as you'd find in the uh, Navy, uh, Master Arms, or in the Army, military police. Uh, the Air Force has police officers, too. Um, so when I started my transition journey, I came home from work one day, uh, turned on the news, and there was this commercial, and it said, join 550 million of us. And I'm like, what is this? And it was a commercial for LinkedIn. And so I thought, yeah, I had never heard of LinkedIn before, and I said, well, is this like a job board or something? I mean, am I supposed to look at job boards now I'm a year out? And, of course, nobody tells you in the military you know, when you're supposed to be looking for jobs outside the military. I didn't know if I could apply right then for a job. Um, I had no, had no clue. So I said, well, you know what, maybe I should start looking at jobs. And I'll look at this job board, which I still thought LinkedIn was at the time. So I downloaded the app. And the app, of course, asked you, you know, create your bio. And remember, I was a military cop. So individual protective measures was important to me, anti-terrorism, I was important, I'm not getting my face out there. So it asked you to provide your picture, right? And I'm like, no way, I'm not providing my picture. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be using this app in five minutes, much less in thirty seconds because <laughs> I had no idea what this is. So I skipped the picture, I skipped the uh, the background photo. I skipped the headlines. So I was like, I don't know what to put for here. So I put that I wanted to be a marketing manager. In Atlanta, Georgia, it's because I had a master's degree in management at the time, and I took one class of marketing during my master's, and I liked marketing. So, I was like, hey, I could be a marketing manager, right? I got a master's in, in management, and I like marketing. So without any background in marketing, I could be a marketing manager, right? Very ignorant. Uh, and I was from New York, so I wanted to live in, you know, near a major city, but not one that I would have to pay a fortune to live in. So I was like, well, I'm not moving back to New York. Uh, gonna live in Atlanta, and I figured if I can't get a job in Atlanta, which is like a mini New York, then I'm not gonna be able to get a job anywhere. And I, I was saying job, I wasn't saying career because at the time I didn't understand the difference. Mm, yeah. So, so I, I get on LinkedIn, and I'm searching. I'm looking for this job board. You know that I think it is. You know preconceived notions, right? And I, can't find it. So I, I see this little white text box. I'm like, all right, maybe I can find it this way. And I just type in veteran and hit enter. And the it was actually the job section uh, or excuse me, the group section that I uh, placed this in. And the veteran mentor network popped up. And for those on the call that are not familiar with the veteran mentor network, it had at the time, 130,000 veterans in that group. It now has well over 140,000, and it was a, a group to mentor transitioning service members, but of course I didn't know that at the time, and within five seconds, an individual by the name of Tom Cow reaches out to me and says, hey, it's great that you found our group, and it's great that you're a transitioning service member that found us. I said, whoa, hold on, bro. How the heck do you know I'm a transition surgeon? I don't put, I didn't put that anywhere in my bio. I was like, yeah, exactly. You got nothing in there. Like so you got three connections, which were, you know, from my dad's friends when I was growing up, because that's the only people I could find on there that I knew uh, would might have a, a LinkedIn account. And uh, he's like, yeah, you got nothing on here. Uh, you got no friends. You got, you made me sound really lonely. So you got no picture. You got no headline. Like. Like, you had no life. Uh, so uh, I know you're a transition service number. There's no, no point in saying you're not. I was like, wow, Sherlock, you're right. And he said, <laughs> he said, go ahead and introduce yourself to the group, and somebody will take you on and, and mentor you. And I was like, okay. So I gave my little intro uh, when I was retiring, and within 30 seconds, I get this cold email. Now, I don't even know what an email is, I was like, is this like AOL, you got, you got mail? But uh, this, this individual uh, by the name of Kenya Spratt reaches out to me and says, hey, brother, I see that you're transitioning from the military next year. So am I. I've got you by a couple months. I'm an Army E-7 Ranger at a Fort Bend in Georgia. Are you going to CMA tomorrow? I said, CMA, what the heck is CMA? <laughs> so uh, I sent you know, I, I his message and I hit him back and said, hey, it's great that, you know, we could go through this transition journey together. By the way, what the heck is CMA? Uh, and he hit me back and says, Centurion Military Alliance, dot, dot, dot. I said, bro, I, I'm not Googling this. What the heck is the military line? And he, he hits me back, and he, and, he, and he had the gall to say it's a BSO. I said Kenya, if you don't stop with these army acronyms, <laughs> tell me what the heck this thing is. Because <laughs> I was the Air Force, we don't speak army. <laughs> you know, that's a, whole, that's a whole different world. And um, so he, he started laughing, and he said, oh, "Let me call you." Like all right, so I give this stranger my number. You know, it's like the start of a bad '80s movie. And he he says uh, he starts laughing on the phone. He says, "No man, it's not an army acronym." I said, well, what is it? He says it stands for a Veteran Service Organization. I said, Kenya, I feel like we're playing Lauren Hardy, who's on first routine right now. What the <laughs> heck is a Veteran <laughs> Service Organization? <laughs> and you gotta you gotta remember, i I'm I'm a Military COV E7, which is our senior non-commissioned officer rank, we're supposed to know everything, um, where to find it, where the guides, the mentors, the coaches for our junior enlisted and junior non-commissioned officers, uh, where the guides and coaches for junior officers to teach them how to become commanders, and where the strategic advisors for commanders and the, the pulse of the enlisted force so they can make good decisions. So for me not to know something that this other E seven uh, knew um, was kind of bothering me in a in a in a sense, especially since it had the word veteran in it. So he said, "Well, a, a veteran service organization provides. It's an organization that provides free resources and benefits to veterans that are currently serving, uh, those who have transitioned out, and their families uh, anywhere in the country." And I said. I've never heard of it. So he said, so can you go tomorrow? I said, you still haven't told me what to do, though. What, what does the military <laughs> do? And he said, well, you know what TAP is. I said, man, of course I know what TAP is, Transition Assistance Program. I'm going to it in two months, you know, my first, my, the first class a year out. And he said, well, it's TAP on steroids. I said, whoa. Now, TAP is only a five-day class. You know where they expect you to learn how to transition from the military to civilian life, where it really takes you two years to be become a turn from a civilian into a productive member of the military. So they only give you five five days to figure out how to how to put on a suit and tie, uh, and talk the language, which is not enough time. But they said that this five day class is a one day seminar, uh, and it's it's a five day class on steroids. So that okay, I have to see this for myself. So he said, the class is at Fort Benning, Georgia, the next day. I said, okay, great. So uh, the next day, I drive two and a half hours west. Uh, I was stationed at Warner Robins Air Force Base in uh, Georgia. So I drive two and a half hours west to Fort Benning, and I'm sitting to this class, and this is where my whole life changed and the lives of so many others have changed. I'm sitting there, and in the first 30 minutes of this class, I learned that there's over 40,000 veteran service organizations that provide free resources and support to us and our families. And instead of me feeling like I'm going to have the yellow brick road of transitioning success, you know, uh, like the Wizard of Oz, I got extremely upset. Uh, All I could think back to was 2002. Now, in 2002, I put on E5, which is... uh, staff sergeant in the Air Force, it's our first supervisory rank. Now, there's first supervisory rank, that's where we get our first direct report. Now, with that, all I could think of was how many airmen have I let get out the military without setting them up for success on the outside due to my own ignorance on all the free resources that were out there. And then it hit me. How many of those people... Um, now are part of the 22 who kill themselves a day, or unemployed, or underemployed, or on substance abuse, or divorced, or homeless, or incarcerated. And I just got extremely saddened um, and hurt. So I immediately go home after the class, uh, after the seminar. It's phenomenal. And I start doing a search for everything military. Military transition, veteran service organizations, transitioning support. And uh, I can't find a single-site repository where all the free resources are co-located. And I thought, this is asinine. But I don't do anything about it because I literally just found out about a veteran service organization that day. So I spent eight months learning everything I possibly can about the transition space on LinkedIn from all the greats. Corey Boatwright, Daniel Savage, Herb Thompson, Michael Quinn, Chante Hall, Justin Pearson, and I'm gaining all this knowledge. And then December 2018 hits. And this is where Vets to Industry starts uh, starts becoming a thing. So I receive a cold email from an individual named Chris Dove. And Chris uh, says to me, hey, brother, I'm a Navy nuke, I'm about to get out, I'm starting a job with Orion Talent next month, Uh, I'm going to have 700 jobs that I have to fill, but I don't have any uh, service members in my network, can you help? And I said, yeah, absolutely. Uh, So what I did was I put a post out, and I said, veterans, career opportunities, post below your desired career roles, a desired geographic location, and when you can start working, and my friend Chris will help you find a job anywhere in the nation. Now, it was a very ignorant post. It should have died right there on the spot. But within four weeks, we had 654,000 views on that post. I'm sorry, there's some static on the line.
2: Yeah, we're trying What's to figure
3: that? out where the. are so Okay. okay. We'll All right. push through. Uh, yeah, so we had 654,000 views on that one post and 1,100 comments. it was just amazing. Uh, 700 likes. And in that post, uh, threads, we had transition service members commenting on where they wanted to work, you know what, where they wanted to work. We had Fortune 500 companies posting on there. It was just awesome about their open job requisitions and then eventually veteran advocates were finding that post, and they were posting about, hey, have you guys utilized Hire Heroes USA or Hiring Our Heroes Corporate Fellowship Program or Bunker Labs if you're an entrepreneur or the Institute of Veterans and Military Families out of Syracuse, and everybody's answers were the same. What's that? I don't know what that is. I'm three years out. Can I use IVMS now? And what I realized was, these people were me eight months ago when Kenya asked me to go to CMA, and they had no idea. These people are going to become part of the 22 who kill us over the day the next day because they don't have any hope because they have no knowledge of these free resources. So that same night, I did a bullion search on LinkedIn, and I looked for veterans, that had web design backgrounds because I was a military cop. I was a gun toter. I had no idea how to build a website. I had no you know, digital acumen whatsoever. And uh, I sent out nine nine LinkedIn cold emails. And the first one that reached back out to me, 20 minutes later, a woman by the name of Bobby Young. And Bobby said, uh, I'd love to talk to you. Uh, because my email said I wanted to build the Library of Atlantis for veterans, military families, independent children, and she got on a 20-minute call with me. And at the end, she said, "You had me at hello. Not only will I take you on as a as a client, but I take on one pro bono client a quarter, and I'm going to make you my permanent pro bono." And so since then, uh, that March, we created the website, uh, the logo. And I gave her 72 resources to start the library, the resource library. And since then, we've grown to almost, uh, we have almost 1,000 resources on the website. We now have 130 volunteers nationwide. Uh, We've had over 45,000 visitors to the website. They've come over 65,000 times and seen over 103,000 page views. Um, and then uh, we've also been able to create the networking events, which I'll talk about a little bit later. But uh, that's that's how it came about. Um, I was, became an active entrepreneur. That happened while I was still on active duty. I hadn't even gotten out of the military yet, and I was helping people find careers uh, outside. That's, you know, that's an incredible story. story. Yeah, incredible that, story. That,
2: yeah. yeah. I have a question it's for you. A I cod- mean. Yeah. Everything you've done is fantastic, and like you said, you've did that before you got out of the military. I, I, part of what I look at is, you know, on your on your LinkedIn site where you go, V2I is here to provide connections, opportunities, and you emphasize hope. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a second, you know, because it's hope because we've all been there. You, we're all veterans. We've been there. We've left the military, and I left the military as a Command 9 right? I. I thought everything was good. I was lost when I left the military, just like you were when you went to Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. Talk to us about the hope that V2I offers.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So there's one thing that I make very clear to every single person that comes and reaches out to us. And I I didn't like client. I didn't like customer. Um, Client is way too formal. And customer, we don't sell anything to anyone. So we don't have customers and we don't have clients. We have mentees. So every single uh, individual that reaches access for life needs or support or employment opportunities are best-to-industry mentees. And one of the things that I definitely can't guarantee is I can't guarantee anybody a career, all right? But I can guarantee them hope. And if that's getting the right resource that they need at that time in their life and then building the next resource based on their timing and what they need uh, and what their family needs uh, and putting that in front of them. Uh, basically, all of my volunteers are librarians. I just happen to be the head librarian. Um, so that's that's what it is. And if it's uh, our networking events where we bring them close to people in the industries that they're desiring or to other veteran service organizations that specialize in the services that that person needs, um, greatly at that time, uh, then that's giving them hope. That's giving them that one more resource, one more capability, one more thing to help their family out so they don't become part of the 22 and say there's nothing here for me. There's nothing outside. There's no point in living. There's no way I can get out of this dead, dead, uh, underemployed job or off the streets or off of substance abuse uh, or out of uh, or out of this bad situation, I'm just going to go to jail. There's legal, the Veteran Legal Institute in California. You have you have options and opportunities to to help yourself. So that's that's the piece of giving hope. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. So Brian, you know, I'm just I was really struck by your story as I, as I was listening to it. Um, thanks for giving us the short version. That was great. Um, but it, it struck me that you know you you really come at it with the the true part of a servant leader and the true heart of a senior NCO in terms of, you know, the first thing of your mind in that first event you went to, you're not thinking about yourself. You're thinking about your troops and what, what, what do I need to do to, to support them? And it's amazing what you, what you put together, but obviously there had to be some bumps in the road. What obstacles have you run into along the way in terms of getting this thing up and running?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so I guess some of the obstacles have been, you know, we, we actually grew really fast, uh, uh, and it was grassroots. So some of it was, okay, I have all these people that want to help, um, but I'm not organized well for that yet. Um, so I actually created, that's the industry, like for those that are in the military, they're going to love this, like a battle staff. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, had to, I had an S1 through an S6 uh, which is you know in Air Force uh, Security Forces we we use the S functions as opposed to the J functions that a lot of other people will probably know or, uh, but uh, it, it was a way of me creating an HR section because once we have got no spouses as volunteers they're like what's an S function? I'm like oh gosh okay so I had to I had to clean this up and make this civilianized so we have a uh, human resources section, we have a research section, we have an operations section, we have a logistics section, we have a marketing section, we have an organizational development section, and we have a technical uh, tech shop. So it's uh it, I had to I had to really get creative on how I was gonna organize the structure of that's industry because I had so many volunteers coming because the majority of them were transition service members themselves because they were like me and they were on fire. Once they found LinkedIn, and then they found that's the industry," and then learned all about all these free resources, they were as upset, and that's the the nice word for it, uh, as I was getting out at all these free resources that they, that nobody knew about. So they joined up, and they said, "We need to get this word out to more and more people, and the grassroots set up set on fire. Uh, and that's how we get most of our volunteers is you know word of mouth uh going to ne- networking events and then people wanting to volunteer through those networking events um, and so a lot of the other obstacles um is just my for myself, I have a hard time asking for things for for myself um so asking for money has been difficult i you know ask like, we we were too young for grants. We just turned, um, you know, one years old. Um, so this is, like, our first year where we might be able to start getting some grants uh, if we can, you know, win any. Um, we don't have any huge donors or anything of that nature yet because I haven't, you know, gone after them or, you know, to I was a military cop. And, like, I wasn't a salesman. I wasn't you know I wasn't intended to be an entrepreneur or a business owner or anything like that, so this you know I was an obstacle, I still am an obstacle mm-hmm. so.
0: you know, and that's that's kind of rare because when people oftentimes are in that startup role they don't see themselves as as the obstacle, but oftentimes it is because they don't ha they've got the vision and the the energy to kind of get things off the ground, but oftentimes they don't have what it takes to kind of get the organization running and sustaining so so how have you been able to to get some support obviously you've got a you've got an all-volunteer organization but things like your website and and uh, posting the events and all that and that that stuff isn't isn't free somebody somebody's paying for so how are you currently getting um, support for what you're doing
3: so the funny thing is the first year I built it as an LLC because I didn't know how to build a nonprofit (laughs) (laughs) So I used the last $2,000 that we had uh, for my own transition. I had six kids, a wife and six kids. And so while I was transitioning as an E7, uh, basically we had $2,000 in savings. And I used it all uh, to file, swift filings, LLC, um, because I didn't know how to file the nonprofit. And so for the first year, We couldn't raise any money or do anything like that because I didn't even have a bank account attached to the LLC. So we weren't taking any revenue. Uh, So it was really just a a few volunteers chipping in some money so we could have a GoDaddy, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, So between me and my website designer, we basically, you know, had a couple hundred dollars. uh, Well, I had a couple thousand, but we had a couple hundred dollars extra into the the business and we still haven't paid ourselves back for it yet. Uh, and then the second year, I had I got fortunate to have a pro bono attorney uh, from um, uh, an organization. I don't know if he wants me to say the organization I hear so I'm not going to, because everybody might be hitting him up then. <laughs> but he, he, he spent he spent four hours on the phone with me creating a nonprofit. I still don't know how to make a nonprofit. Like he did it for me, uh, four hours on a phone call. So somebody today actually asked me on LinkedIn, hey, how do you make your nonprofit? Did you use the, <laughs> this resource? And I said, I don't know how. Uh, I had a, a, a pro bono lawyer do it for me on the phone in four hours. <laughs> so I, I still don't – if anyone's out there, I don't know how to make a nonprofit. <laughs> I never had to. <laughs> so I'm sorry. But, uh, but, but
2: Brian, uh, you, yeah. you've got a gift. You've got a gift. That's obvious. First of all, you have a love for your fellow vets and their families. And you've got a gift. You've got a gift of let's call it persuasion. Let's call it a way to communicate. So you grow a thousand, a thousand followers on vets, to industry, LinkedIn every week, you have 130 volunteers. The, The key word there is volunteers. How do you do it? How do you find I mean, what is the secret sauce for, for, for people to fall in love with Brian and Vets Industry that want to come in and be a volunteer for your organization?
3: Uh, I, I think half of it is, is passion. They see that I'm for real. Like, they get full transparency. Um, and, like, I, I care about this more than, more than anything um, that uh, anybody can even, even dream like, this is, this is my passion. This is my lifeblood now. never thought that I would ever be in this arena. I had no idea about transitioning until, you know, really that CMA class, the Tory military alliance class with Shantae Hall. Had it not been for her, uh, would, there would be no best in the industry um, because she opened my eyes. And, it, and really, if it wasn't for Kenya Spratt and accidental – uh, night where I turn on the TV for LinkedIn and him on LinkedIn at that one period of time, and he's a amazon recruiter uh, by the way now uh, i wouldn't i don't know how my transition would have gone, so I think people just you know they see what we provide, they see what's lacking there's a need for it because I mean we wouldn't be getting one thousand Followers on LinkedIn alone every 10 days. If there wasn't a need um, for this, and that's that's with us not even marketing. We've paid zero dollars in marketing um, since we've been in existence. We started the LinkedIn company page August of 2019, and since then we've uh, we've just just under 29,000 followers on LinkedIn alone. So, I mean. It's I don't know
0: that's that's an, that's amazing Brian and it, it just goes to show that I think you you stumbled upon uh, a real need out there and you were um, in I think in the right place at the right time with the with the right idea to get that to happen um I want to make sure that we touch base on something else you've mentioned it a couple of times, but you want to tell us
3: a little bit about these networking events what are those about yeah so I so uh, you know when I get um, upset i I really want to use a different word but or on radio. <laughs> uh, uh, with,
2: and, and Brian, we don't have editing capabilities.
3: Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's no, no I'm, button I'm, on I'm being, <laughs> I'm being very careful. I'm being very careful. It's hard for a radio right. show
2: with three military
3: guys on it, so go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when I got a little peeved, let's, let's use that word, um, during COVID, um, so March happened, and – I was, I'm was. i an alumni of DOD Skillbridge. Uh, and for those of you who don't know what DOD Skillbridge is and um, uh, Hiring Our Heroes Corporate Fellowship Program, please look that up. Um, phenomenal. Uh, I'm also an alumni of 4Block, which is another phenomenal program. And uh, obviously I'm alumni of uh, Centurion Military Alliance and Bunker Labs. So I was actually... I'm supposed to go to a Four Block event as an alumni in Atlanta, Georgia, and it got canceled because of the start of COVID. And they don't cancel for anything. I mean, these are military veterans that put on these uh, you know huge networking events in person and get you in front of the the executives at Fortune 500 companies. And Roger Rowley, Southeast Region of Four Block, called me up to Brian got to cancel this, uh, this four block um, until further notice. I was like, what? No way. Uh, and so then I had a call of a friend of mine because there was supposed to be a Bunker Labs event that Tuesday. Uh, so I said, hey, is this still going on? He said, yeah, absolutely. So And it was. So they did the Bunker Labs event. There was supposed to be another event for Vets in Tech inaugural launch in Atlanta on that Thursday. And that got canceled during that night. And so I'm sitting in the parking garage with Bunker Labs about to leave at 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, COVID can't beat us. You have all these transitioning service owners who are still getting out, but they're, now they're losing all their opportunities to network and, and meet recruiters and hiring managers and, and find mentors. I was like, this can't happen. And at, at, at the time, still now, I was going to Syracuse University for my MBA and my MS uh, in business analytics. And I thought, well, we use Zoom, and they put us in breakout sessions of five to ten people. Uh, I've never been on the other side of it where I'm, I'm hosting, but I wonder how many breakout sessions you can have. I wonder how many people you could have in there. And so when I got home that, that early, early morning, uh, I researched Zoom, and I said, I'm going to try speed dating, but speed networking. And see – if I could use my network to bring people together in real time just enough to give them a taste of each other so that during the week they want to connect. And so that next weekend um, we went live with the first Best Industry Virtual Networking Circuit event, and we had 100 people that showed up, and it went flawlessly. I literally was still writing up how to do it the morning of the event. and, uh, and yeah, it went, went really well. You know, we had people commenting on it on LinkedIn, and then we had our second, and we had more people come, and then a third. And now we just finished our, fifth, our 14th event. Uh, we had a, sell, a sold-out crowd, and it's all free. Once it sold out, it just means it was filled, of uh, 500 people, which is our max capacity, within one week of us going live with it. And we had 170 people on the wait list. This is all on Zoom. This is all, you can be anywhere you want, and it's an event where it's come and go as you please. We bring Fortune 500 companies together with transitioning service members, uh, those who are still serving, uh, veteran service organizations, colleges and universities, military spouses, business owners, and and managers uh, all together where they can uh, converse, and it's random groups that that people go into. So they... They get selected by random draw, uh, and then they'll toss. It's eight people per group, and then they'll go into another random group, and th- that'll happen throughout the, the evening uh, or the, the afternoon. So uh, it's really amazing. People get, you know, careers out of it. People get job leads, businesses, you know, uh, get good connections out of it and, and, and leads. So, yeah, it's, it's a great event, and we do it every three weeks. So, our next event is January 30th. Uh, we have Spectrum that's sponsoring that event. And right before that event, we have a Dress for Success webinar um, that's open for 500 people. And we went live with those events on Eventbrite. So, if you look up Bets to Industry on Eventbrite, you'll see both of our events for the upcoming January 30th day.
2: And, you know, Brian, we've been fortunate enough to be attendees on that one time. And for those that are listening today, I don't care if you have a job. I don't care if you're looking for a job. I don't care if you're an employer. These events are something you should tie into. Um, for the veterans, besides the connections, beside the information, and besides the free some of the free gifts that Brian uh, coordinates to get out there, I think one of the ones we were on, there were suits given away, Brian, to some, some needy yep. vets to be able to get up. This, this event is so spectacular that, Vets Beyond the Uniform was able to, out of this event, we have 10 solid business connections that we're helping to grow their organizations, and they're helping us to support our veterans through the through um, Vets Beyond the Uniform. So I strongly recommend that if, you know, those that are listening, jump on one of these, get on that waiting list, get in there early, go to the Eventbrite, and sign up for a Vets to Industry um, um, networking event. And if you have any doubt with what you're hearing today, just go to LinkedIn and look at the comments about this awesome event that Brian um, Brian coordinates and gives. And I just want to get that plug in there, because I was Appreciate overwhelmed. That. I was really overwhelmed with the the amount of attendees and just the great information that was out there. So I, I think that's that's really super. Um, where do you see the future of V two I going? I mean, you've look what you've accomplished, and what did we say? not that long a period of time. You've got, and I'm looking at your LinkedIn site right now while we're talking. Yeah. You've got 28,880 followers. And I'm sure if I hit refresh, that's going to jump up. Where do you
3: see (laughs) V2I going? So we have a a lot of things. So this this year, uh, January alone, I already started doing a couple of new things. Um, One, I read all of the pre-survey comments and the post-survey comments. Uh, that everyone fills out uh, around the event. And one of the comments was actually asking for uh, closed uh, captioning because of those people with disabilities that can't hear well. So I immediately uh, instituted that uh, in this last event. Uh, There was a request to add um, a question and answer phase earlier on an event instead of at the end to give people that had to leave early there's a chance to ask questions, so uh, I enabled that uh, early on. Uh, and then also given a, a more breakout session. so there's a request for another breakout session, so I was able to move things around a little bit to add an additional breakout session, which everybody loves about the event. Um, this next event, I am adding new stuff, which is going to allow for companies to tell us uh, that they're coming uh, in – Um, in the beginning, earlier, so that we can send out a mass list to everybody who's attending on which recruiters, which companies are coming so they could do their research up front, uh, which would be really awesome. And I also added a uh, place on the survey where people can put what industry they want to go into so that we can push that out to all the recruiters and uh, other um, attendees. Uh, so that veteran service organizations can get an idea of of the demographics of who's going, who desires to go to what, and they can actually uh, change some of their style of bringing people in from those industries to potentially talk if we get a a certain demographic that's really high, like maybe a lot of IT folks or a lot of HR folks or, um, you know, engineers, whatever the case may be. So this is some of the things that – Putting it together. Um, I am planning on getting uh, resumes uh, soon so that um, we collect the resumes before the event and we make those available to recruiters before the event. Uh, there's a ton of things that we're going to be working on uh, adding content to the website, um, like training, a whole training section on there uh, where people are going to be able to watch videos uh, with best industry content on uh, how to perform uh, or how to, um, how to conduct themselves outside of the military, about corporate culture, uh, you know, job market analysis, uh, dress for success, whatever the case may be. And then also hosting these webinars. We're going to add a lot more webinars to the, uh, to the services we provide as well. Uh, some of it's based on how much money we're able to raise Uh, because we are a nonprofit, uh, so everything is tax-deductible, and that's really going to help us out to grow even more. I want to hire a full-time staff. Um, I really want to hire veterans, and um, we just hired our first mill spouse uh, part-time as my executive assistant to start getting me uh, more organized and allowing me to make more calls with partners and sponsors. So if you are a – give you a chance to get some sleep? Yeah, a little chance to sleep, you know. But uh, you know, if, so any, any, you know, anyone out there who uh, who's a corporate, uh, uh, corporate company or uh, has a, a business or um, you know, is mid mid or small size company that is looking for a veteran service organization to um, provide support to please reach out to me. Um, and uh, if you're a veteran service organization that's looking to partner up with, uh, with another uh, veteran service organization or charity, um, reach out to me.
0: Great. Well, Brian, you actually read my mind because that was the last question that I wanted to ask you is how can we as a community support you? And, and you, you already took care of that. So um, we're going to go ahead wrap it up for today. Um, where? What is the best way for people to get a hold of you? And then I'm going to turn it back over to Mally to kind of get us out of out of the show here.
3: Yeah. So um, best way is uh, well, following us on social media is important. So on Facebook, we have a group called Vets to Industry, and also the actual page to follow Vets to Industry. Remember, it's it's Vets, the number two industry. Uh, Instagram, it's at Vets Industry. Twitter at Best Industry and LinkedIn it's Best Industry. We have two groups on there, the Best Industry Job Board and just vets to Industry. Uh, so follow us on there. Uh, if you need to reach out to me, corporate sponsors or donors, um, can reach me at that's Brian dot That's B R I A N dot A R R I N G T O N at Vets to Industry dot com. And if you are a service member or a veteran in need of life support, um, then you reach out to us at support at vets2industry.com. If you are a service member or veteran or military spouse looking for employment, please reach us at operations at vets2industry.com. Thank you. Yeah.
2: And this is Paul. And for those, again, that haven't found out about Vets to Industry, you really need to go out there and take a look at this organization. Um, and I will tell you, we were joking about Brian's numbers growing. Uh, he's had five followers get added to his list of 28,893 followers right now. This organization is growing. They're doing fantastic things. And you really got need to get to know this industry. They are They're the tip of the spear in supporting veterans right now. So please go out there and take a look at this Vets to Industry. Mallie, back to you.
1: Thank you, Paul. Thank you to our wonderful guest Brian Arrington, and our hosts, Paul and Dave, for another wonderful wonderful show today. All links and contact information for Vets to Industry that was presented on today's show will be posted in the show description. As always, please feel free to check us out at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com, or if you have any questions, we can be reached at training at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Thank you for tuning in and listening, and have a wonderful day.
2: Thank you, everybody. Be safe. Thank you.
0: Bye, all.